All right, welcome back to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Edward Assel, sitting here as always with Arthur Black. What's up, what's up? He's just sitting over there downing some protein drinks, recovering yep. from some hot yoga sessions. For the gun show. For the gun show. Uh, today, we are considering this our Memorial Day special. I know we're a few days early on that, but um, last year, before the 4th of July, we kicked off and we talked to uh, Chris Morrison from uh, Black Metal Barbecue. Which was real fun. Well, this um, is rather totally serendipitous then. It totally is. Yeah, yeah, no. So today we've got uh, JJ Boston, owner of JJ's Backyard and yeah. author of a new book called Go Kamado. Yeah, um, thanks. Welcome thanks to the me. show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, well, giving me beer. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you got a beer in front of you. What did uh, yeah. you have to drink last night? Uh, more beer. <laughs> we had a release party last night for the book. And I started out with uh, Triton's Goes, which is a beautiful sour. Nice. And then was slipped Batch 4000, which is Sun King's um, 8%. 4000th batch. 4000th batch. <laughs> yeah, and their 8% malt liquor. Yeah, so supporting Indiana breweries then, both uh, Triton yeah. oh, and yeah. Sun King. It's all, we, it's all we pour at our two locations. Really? Or, That's yeah. great. We'll, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll dip into some of the neighboring states. Uh, but like it's, regional? It's still, yeah, we'll, we'll be regional, but we're really highly focused local and always have been. When we first opened, it was, we had four taps and they were all Sun King taps. Another instance of the communal nature of Indianapolis. Well, and there's so many great beer options here now. I know we've mentioned that on numerous episodes with brewers, but it's ridiculous. And if you start to expand that out to the Midwest... Like, it's, in Michigan alone, man, I yeah. mean, you've got so many great breweries. There's a lot of great breweries, and they all want to promote their beer. So, and we host 20 beer dinners a year, and wow. all with different breweries. And they all have to, we, we, so we've been hosting these beer dinners since 2009. And the, the, the rules are kind of our SOPs. What you had to go through to do a beer dinner with us is we had to do a tasting with you. And you had to have six to eight beers that could that would go through the tasting that we could pair with dinner and all that and there was only two or three breweries that could even offer that many beers yeah things have changed a lot things have changed now i can't even keep up with the amount of breweries there's still not a huge percentage that can pass that litmus test right a lot of breweries now put out lots but it doesn't mean they're all good uh but yeah we can do we can do 20 beer dinners in a year with 20 different breweries Arthur, uh, what did you have to drink last night? Um, <clears throat> I didn't have anything interesting to drink last night, but uh, the day before, I took all the kids in the Spirits Academy down to Maker's Mark. Oh, very cool. So we all loaded nice. up on the So that's the, the class bus. that you're teaching right now, the Spirits yeah. Academy? Yeah, so it's a 12-week curriculum, three hours uh, a class, and this, was, uh, this topic was um, whiskey, starting with bourbon, American whiskey, so it just seemed appropriate to rent a big-ass party bus. And yeah. um, the, oh, God, what's all, all excellent? I'll think of the, the company we use, but this party bus, and it was like 1500 bucks. And for all I know, like, you're going to get a shitty shuttle or something. Uh. This bus was fucking rock star. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> had a kitchen inside the motherfucker. Wow, Wi-Fi. man. It had like six TVs. Um, so where'd so you guys head to? We went to Maker's Mark. Nice. Um, and uh, we, we had a really great tour there. Um, I asked for their, their kind of top guy, and we covered, you know, bourbon, the history of bourbon, all the different producers and the founders behind it. And then we also were able to um, taste some really good samplings of um, 
under-extracted spirit, um, just right, over-extracted spirit, really talk about. That's cool. Oak character, and um, I, I didn't imbibe while I was there because I had to count heads of 20 kids walking around the property. Yeah, but responsibility. But on the party bus, I... Yeah, of course, of course. I wasn't as, as dry, <laughs> but I was still pretty damn good behavior. So uh, lots of bourbon and um, a little bit of wine on the way. Is that the only disorder you went to? Yeah, just time allowed. Yeah, I know. Doing overnight it's so thing. hard. The last time mm. we went there, uh, the guy that put it together, one of my bartenders, had, had us in like five distilleries over the course of like seven hours. I'm like, there's no way, man. Uh, like, no, there's, no. So we Can't. had to end up having to uh, bail on actually... Uh, it, I believe it was Maker. I can't remember. But we hit, like, Woodford and Turkey and then kind of did Angel's Envy since they were in Louisville. We had dinner in Louisville. You know, they're all great, but, you know, we had – I had 20 people. We weren't staying overnight. It's a three-hour drive down. They actually – what's the name? Starlight Provision, I think, is that there's a restaurant. I think that's somewhat new at Maker's Mark. And we had lunch there, and I was afraid we were going to get, like, box lunches or something. Yeah. They fucking rolled it out, man. I mean, yeah. there was some badass, like, southern chicken – uh, with some green beans and, and some grits and it's some a other great minutes. food town, man. It was um, so I, like I mean I was not really town, impressed. but I mean you know area. I guess you know. I was genuinely impressed. I would highly recommend going and checking out uh, that tour. But uh, a lot of the properties down there have have wonderful tours. So, what about you? Um, I Rominate? actually it was not rum. Shockingly, uh, I and this had, is where Ed goes. Uh, well, there was a little rum. Right? No, actually, <laughs> last night I did not have any rum. I um, I had uh, Lopez, the 2005 uh, Vina Garavonia. Ah, damn, uh, that wine is so good. I know it's beautiful, man. Oh, so um, I I had made uh, cacio e pepe last night, and which um, is? Uh, a Roman dish. It's mm-hmm. pepper and cheese pasta. I mean, it's definitely one of those easy dishes to make, but a hard one to master. But um, it just Every time I have it, it just takes me right back to Rome, and so I needed. I felt like I needed to have an Italian. Um, so yeah, it was, um, and I, and of course, I love that Rioja. It's it's such a beautiful wine. Oh, so you just said you cooked Italian, and then you're drinking a Spanish wine. Yeah, oh, I did say that. I you take did. The, All right. the, no, no, no. Well, there is a reason for that because I also brought. Um, I did bring a, a Chianti with me as well, but okay. it ended up not really working so well with the food, and I didn't figure it would. I just brought it because I was like, I'm probably going to drink more than one bottle of wine. You know, um, that Rioja is really reasonable for the it's quality. It's so insanely inexpensive yeah. for the quality. Beautifully fragrant, extremely modestly priced. Do you guys have that on one of your wine lists? I believe we have it on all of them. How much do you know? Do you run it for? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head, unfortunately. No worries. No worries. Yeah, I've gotten to the just point curious. now where I don't know <laughs> the pricing as much yeah. as I should. Nonsense. I'm looking at all the percentages rather you than the actual cost. Too many people under you that should be taking care of that. And shit. they are. And so, yeah, no. but it's a, it is a beautiful wine. Yeah. Anyways, JJ. JJ. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Shift Dream Podcast. Wait, did we start here already? Do you, yeah, yeah, we did that. Do you, do you get, we like, did. good times jokes and shit? Um, like I, was, I was named after J.J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Please tell me that's true. It's a true story. I'm that's not kidding. Amazing. You. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't and stand you were for anything. One of the very first people to reference J.J. Walker. No way. Because no you know way. I'm a short white guy and right. and right. A, short bald and we're white guy. Older and older. <laughs> well, like, so so I kid you not. So I was a surprise child. I was a surprise twin. They didn't know. My mom didn't know they were having twins until it was happening. So <laughs> I was. Uh, my, my twin brother was seven pounds, seven and a half pounds, and I was barely four pounds. So wow. I was this little tiny, didn't, so bad shit happened, blah, blah, blah. 
and my name was Jeremy James Boston. That was the name given to me. And my dad was like, no, no, that is way too long of a name for this little tiny thing that's 14 inches long, blah, blah, blah. And his name needs to be JJ because I love that guy. So and your name really hilarious. is JJ. Yeah. It's not whatever you just said, uh, Joseph. Jeremy James. Jeremy Boston. James. Jeremy. My name is JJ. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible, man. <laughs> yeah. so your dad was just a huge fan of the show. Dad loved J.J. Walker. Who doesn't? That's a I fantastic mean, show, man. Yeah, that, he's, that was he's, a great show. He, yeah, um, yeah, he's he's a great personality. So it's like Jefferson's era. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Everything that was on. Well, I would say everything on TV in that era, but. I've been like recently no, like, obsessed with Simon and Simon again. Like <laughs> I always loved that Those show growing up, man. Well, one did. The, yeah. the, the, then there was like the pretty boy blonde guy. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the actor. Yeah. That's dipping in the eighties, though, right? Yeah, it gets into the mid eighties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When there was all kinds of terrible television, because that was awesome. like I grew up in the era when like what I think they officially call this latchkey children, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yep. You were like eight, and your mom's like, "All right, here's some videotapes. I'll be back in nine hours." And like, God, that. My sister's like, I have an eight-year-old. There is no way in hell I would leave that child on her own. And I'm like, we were all the time. Like, we turned oh, out fine. We, we managed. We got we some extra scars. But, you I know. remember um, yeah. the first, uh, when we first got a VCR, um, the first movie that my mom uh, had her rent for me was American Ninja. Nice. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Hey, uh, how many concussions were you guys diagnosed with as children? Uh, oh, uh, zero. What, uh, was that a I word when you yeah. were a child? So no, it was, it was complete. Hospital. It was complete zero. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was a kid, I would tie a pillow around my neck and I jump off the fucking garage. Right. And yep. I don't mean like when I was a teenager. I mean like when I was like seven. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the kids will be fine. Yeah. Whatever. My my next door neighbors, uh, their parents would go to work for the day, so we would just kind of like. Coalesced into one group It was like seven, eight-year-olds And like his dad Had this amazing garage Of power tools And we just Nice We drilled holes and everything And we cut wood And we're just Light like, shit on fire Oh yeah, no, yeah, man That's how you <laughs> learn Nope, not anymore uh, No, I spent a good amount of time No, like, now getting, kids are walking around On like bubble wrap Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Then a, a oh, ball yeah. uh, What's that movie? It's kind of like a cult movie with a, the It is It's bubble the, boy the boy Oh, yeah boy bubble boy the bubble like yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah ah, anyways well so, speaking of times. like getting to play with fire good like times. um and beer and beer no it's like a dream come true we've been wanting to get you on the show for a while now i think we've been talking about it for like a good year every time oh, yeah. the warm weather rolls around because yeah. what you do i don't i'm not sure i'm aware of any other concept uh i'm sure there is somewhere in the country but like any other city i've been to i've not heard of anybody that runs a business the way you do um, yeah, that's I, I don't even statement. know where to ask how to ask this question. Like, maybe you can <laughs> like, explain what, the what hell are you? What JJ's backyard <laughs> is? Yeah, because when people right. ask me, I have a hard time explaining. Yeah, it. and we we still have a hard time explaining it because once you name something Chef JJ's or you put the Chef brand on it, it automatic and you serve food, uh, you people automatically classify it as a restaurant. And right. years and years, you know, seventeen years in that world. I wanted to open something, but not a restaurant. I didn't want to commit to having to open for lunch every day. I didn't want to commit to that stuff, but I love the food and hospitality part of it. So it started out as a, just a personal chef, private chef, and that's actually how we first met uh-huh. from our, our mutual client. <laughs> Who will remain nameless. <laughs> oh, were you remaining nameless this week? Yeah, yeah, Last yeah, week yeah, you yeah. threw, uh, threw yeah. Gramercy right under the bus. Um, <laughs> you can suck it. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is local. So, Old school, so um, personal chefing, chefing, private chefing type of bullshit. And then 
six months into that, I'm, I go into somebody's house, you know, with my typical totes and I'm going to set up in your kitchen and cook just like any, any chef ever does ever right. in the history. And, uh, this guy is like, yeah, we're going to, it's all referral business. So he's like, yeah, we're going to, we were hanging out on the patio, smoking cigars and, you know, drinking bourbon. I want you to cook on my grill. It's, and he starts going off about how awesome his grill is and it's the best thing ever. And it's a, uh, he owned a big green egg and people who own big green eggs are real fanatics about it. I mean, they're, they're like Jeep people. Don't they have a nickname? Yeah. Eggheads. Eggheads. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And they're, and they're just, I mean, they're really, if I could, if I could do it as a pyramid scheme, it would be because people sell eggs for me. They'll spend years working on people to buy an egg from me. So what is a big green egg? It's a Kamado style grill, which Kamado style grill is an Asian styled grill that's usually ceramic or clay, uh, usually kind of either oval or round, you know, or egg shaped. And uh, that's, that's the general market of Kamado grills. Big green egg is probably the biggest, most recognizable name of that grill market. And we're kind of the first to bring it mainstream and all of that. And in the last eight or nine years, there's now over 50 different manufacturers of Kamado style grills, more popular ones like Primo and Kamado Joe to um, lesser you know, quality ones like maybe Grill Dome or Sapphire. Uh, I just saw a note two days ago um, the, the Kamado grill market is growing at such a large pace and so many people are joining it. Um, Weber Grill, has, they're, they're putting out a Kamado-style grill now or announcing they're putting out a Kamado-style grill. So you think about that. Weber Grill, is you, everybody knows what a fucking Weber Grill is. And mm-hmm. you got two choices, gas or charcoal. And that's what it is. And that's what they've been forever. And people that own their Webers love their Webers. It's a good quality product. They usually last a long time. They've never made a pellet smoker because they're worried about the pellet smoker market. They've never made other types of grills, you know. They've never made barrel smokers for the competition. They've never made anything else because those markets are so small and insignificant. Mm -hmm. And until now, the Kamado grill market was small and insignificant, and now they feel threatened and are going to make a Kamado-style grill with a Weber name on it. So, so we'll see what happens. How does, how does the Kamado style grill work? Because I don't, I don't have yeah, one. Is it, yeah, like, yeah. What's special? Is so, it a temperature or convection exactly. heat So because or? of the shape, it, it forms and it, it, it has a natural airflow. So it actually pulls air into a bottom vent up through the grill and out the top vent. And so it's meant to cook with the lid closed and you have really good natural airflow. And because you have good natural airflow, you can control mm-hmm. your fire temperature very well and because all of that is happening inside ceramics all that heat is being retained really really well versus metal which is conducting heat and energy so if it's windy or raining or snowing or you know some bad shit's happening that metal is being adversely affected so you're you're trying to make up heat for the fact you're always losing it whereas a, a kamado style grill is you just Make the heat you need, and it just stays there. As long as you give it a, a constant amount of air, that fire will stay there. If you give it more air, the fire will get bigger. You give it less air, that fire will shrink. Can they get hotter than traditional grills? Yeah, they'll run about 800 degrees. Ooh, so no problem getting hot, no problem staying low, 200 degrees if you want to do some real low. I mean, some people are even using um, aftermarket smokers to run them as cold smokers. So they'll, 
you know, they'll put cheese in there and, and sausages and all sorts of stuff, and they'll do their own house cold smoking. The so, expanding egg market. Like, yeah. a couple of days ago, I thought I should get into the bus driver uh, circuit because our bus driver down Maker's Mark, real cool cat named Alonzo. Yeah. Um, this guy was wearing a $1,000 pair of slippers. Oh, my God. Driving a motherfucking bus. And he was a cool cat, man. He, he was, like, was twerking on the bus and shit and joking with us. <laughs> and, um... <clears throat> I, I, I ran out to grab him because I wanted to see if he wanted to have some lunch with us uh, rather than stay on the party bus. <clears throat> we were walking back, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend's 21 years old, and this cat was in his 50s. Shit. And I was like, damn, man, how you, how you run with that? Yeah. And he goes, ah, what do you say? He goes, it's easy with a dick like mine. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, All right, thanks, bus driver guy. Uh, <laughs> Come on, so. I think I'm getting back off the bus. Walk those pimp slippers uh, over this the way. Pimp slippers. Let's, let's get you some fucking food. Yeah. So it sounds like I should have gotten to the, uh, the, the egg yeah. circuit. So, you know, what happened was this guy introduced me to that, that grill, and he made me cook on it that night, and I knew what I was cooking. It was a beef tenderloin. I knew I cooked this fucking beef tenderloin recipe for 10 years. I cooked it on that grill, and I'm like, oh, man, that tastes a lot better than just cooking it that way in the oven or the, you know. So immediately contacted Big Green Egg and was like, I totally dig that grill. I'm pretty sure I could sell these because of how I reacted. And I'm, I don't buy shit. Like, I don't, I, I don't fall for commercials or any of that stuff. I'm that guy. And when I use it, it's like, ooh, yeah, that's awesome. I get it now. And um, so it all worked out, and they said, yeah, you, I needed a brick-and-mortar location. I didn't have one. I was a personal chef. So they let me do a kind of under-the-table deal and sell them, like, they would deliver them to my house, like drop ship a pallet to my house. Right, so we haven't mentioned quite yet, yeah. but you are a wholesaler on top of, or not wholesaler, but you are a, re- a retailer, re- you're a retailer yeah. on top of having your restaurant slash classes. Yeah. There's all that stuff so we're going to get into. It's going to all come full circle, I promise. But yeah, what happens is, <laughs> so what happens is this retail, it, it was retail first. I mean, it was personal chef hospitality first, but then it was personal chef cooking on these grills and I'll give you a really good deal if I don't have to put that back in my truck. And it was really, really effective. Um, you know, bringing an egg to your dinner party and cooking on it and then making a really good deal to me on, you know, you're already going to have a tab at the end of the night. It was beautiful. And then it just grew to now all four people, all four couples invited wanted one. And now we're going to do a block party. And two years later, I am sold more eggs out of the back of my truck than anyone in the Midwest kind of a thing. Wow, that's crazy. Because nobody, you know, the only way eggs were being sold is they were being placed in uh, hardware stores or pool and patio. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen it like Sullivan's There was no no experience or education with this really expensive thing that was sitting next to a Weber and a gas grill. And so if you did buy one, you didn't know how to use it anyway. Right. And that's how I found out about you, because when you did launch your your location up in Midtown and brought it up old... Mm -hmm. Um, I know I knew your pastry chef okay. at the time, Jenna Gatchel, Jenna, now, yeah. now yeah, uh, owner of uh, Four, Four Birds. Birds. In fact, I just saw yeah. her a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, congratulations to Jenna, too, on her new business. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but through her, and then I started seeing this, like, we're building this new place, and it's really cool. And I'm like, I, is it a restaurant, or right. is it, like, classes? Can you, is that sustainable? I don't really get yeah, it. What the and, hell, how the hell does that work? And it's an area of town that I have a hard time getting into. It's, it, it's, it, a, it's, it's the... It's the most amazing location for our business model. If I was going to do anything else, 
any sort of other business, I would stay the hell away from Broad Ripple in a second. Well, you did. You opened a so second location, well, and you're, like, in prime location, like, what, like, a block <laughs> and a half from, like, Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium where the from, Colts play? Yeah, yeah a block from Lucas Oil. Yeah, could, we're just west of Slippery Noodle. Yeah, so. I, can, I can't imagine what you're paying in rent, and I won't ask. Well, I own the building, so, oh, did, God. you know. All the, right. the landlord's real asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Right. So the right. rent's obnoxiously high. It's but, whatever it is to clear any sort of profits, I guess. But oh, it's a I smart know. deal because so my dad has been lusting after a Kamado grill yeah. for a while. But, like, the big barrier to it is exactly what you just talked about. Like, okay, so you got some rich folks or whatever. They've got this. they sure. got a private chef coming in. I got this badass grill, but most of the people don't know what the hell to do with it. No. If you plopped one down into my backyard, I no. would be like, hey, no. don't know what to do. You don't have one already? Yeah. I don't have, dude. Day's not over yet. Have you seen, like, how pale I am? How many hours a day do you think I spend outside? <laughs> yeah. Good point. I burn in, like, three and a half minutes. Yeah. But, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm th looking through your book. And I'm like, God, this is exactly what's needed for somebody like my dad. I might have to get one of these for my yeah. dad. Oh, yeah. The it first, the industrial Costco um, suntan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, SPF 360. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hell, well, we were into Miami. We remember we went to Miami oh, yeah, together, and I yeah. had that shit that was like SPF 50, and I still, still burned. fucking burned. Yeah. yeah. God forbid <laughs> you miss a single spot in your skin, right? <laughs> oh, What's yeah. that really red? Oh, son of a. I just put pentagrams and like you know inverted crosses and stuff and yellow yeah, like Playboy bunny yeah I put one on my chest. I could never. I, I don't think I can own a girl, man. My apartment complex, they're they're fucking Nazis. Yeah, they tend to frown upon open flame. That's because you live they up there with all those rich folks. They don't like to. I guess they don't man. like it when you burn down the place. Yeah, we had a. So I, I mean, it's crazy how many people buy these grills and lots of them are eccentric. So one of the Piazza people, one of the Piazza family guys, um, wanted one, and he lives in the Conrad. Dude, we had that shit on, like, the eighth floor in the freight elevator before someone's like, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, we're delivering it. They, like, the dudes purchased it. He didn't even get clearance from the people in the Conrad or anything, and I'm, I'm halfway there, and they're like, uh, you can't, you can't. Like, hey, man, I'm delivering whatever he chooses to do with it. Maybe yeah, it's a it's really expensive a gift, right? <laughs> new age shelving right. unit. <laughs> Until he puts charcoal in it and fires it up, it's an ornament. So, That's right. Or a planter. No, yeah, so. But they look great with a fern in it. So you know, how, how do you do. operate? Uh, so your original place is JJ's Backyard. Yeah, JJ's Backyard or Chef JJ's Backyard or Backyard. It just kind of all blends together. And then we went really fancy. And when we opened downtown, we called it Downtown. Right, but so and how does that work? I mean, you, you... So there's a couple different ways we okay. we generate money. Uh, most of it, <laughs> I mean, that's really... Well, there we go. That's why right. we're here, right? It's I need all, to be in that business. For, just making money. You know, this is a for-profit business. Uh, the, the first step is our ticketed events. So, you know, we that's how we entered into the whole... When we opened, it was majority ticketed events. We had tons of grilling classes scheduled so people could show up and learn how to use the grill and then at the classes we would sell the grill and there were little miniature versions of what i was already doing in people's homes uh that whole kind of dinner party sell you the grill and then we quickly added beer dinners and wine dinners and then we quickly added farm to fork you know really and then it was just any reason we could cook food and pair beer or wine and sell tickets we would do it and uh, so, but you do have license to like serve beer and wine, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We have typical. Okay. We have two-way license, so we do beer okay. wine. Um, so we have the typical restaurant licenses, <clears throat> health health department approved kitchen, beer wine license, all of that stuff. But we also 
are retail, we're retail based, not restaurant based, which changes things a little bit because we're a retail store, not a restaurant. So if you have a retail store, you don't need to worry about things like how many restrooms do you have because you're a retail store or okay. things of that nature. Uh, and because we operate as a retail store, we do have normal retail store hours. Is it under or under 21 is, is allowed there? Yep. yep. Okay. Anybody can be there. Yeah, there's All no right. there's no issues. If there's uh, and and because of because there's no walk up bar, there's no you know if you're in there and you're getting food and beverage, you've purchased a ticket to be there, or you're a guest of somebody who's purchased a ticket to be there. So we know exactly who everybody is, why they're there, if they, you know, we know all of that. Okay. So they buy a ticket, they show up to their event, and we do whatever that night is, and that's like the sales cycle. So they learn about the egg, and they, they might buy an egg, or maybe they have a great time at that event, and they want to do their own event. And that's kind of where the other direction goes is, man, this was awesome. I, can I have my own, like, I have a corporate, I'm a manager, and I need to give my team this experience or I need to do team building or anything like that. So we host tons of different events via either corporate dollars or private dollars, something like that. Um, when you, what, do you have a certain methodology when um, it comes to the, the beer dinners and the pairing with like beer and, and grilled foods? And I'm assuming like all the food is grilled, like everything's grilled. Uh, so, and that's kind of where the education and the experience, um, where we have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, I still can't really explain it. You know, professionals still can't really explain it. And once you show up and experience it, then you're like, ah, oh. because a Kamado grill, no, we don't have to grill all the food. We can smoke it. We can roast it. We can braise it. We can bake it. We can do whatever we want to it. The only common denominator is that it is going to be cooked over an open flame. Got it. So we, and, and because it's going to be cooked with over an open flame, there is going to have, you're going to have, you're going to have something to it. Cooking over an open flame is way different than cooking with gas. Right. Period. We use a really pure form of fuel. It's, we use lump charcoal, um, which is nothing more than hunks of wood that have been turned into charcoal. We use a pure form of royal oak. So it's all oak. So it burns really, really clean. So if we want to give anything a really smoky flavor, then we'll start adding in different actual smoking woods to that fuel source to give us the flavor we want. So we have a, we have a, a cooking vessel that can operate at whatever temperature we want within a couple degrees for 24 hours straight if we want. Wow. We have, and in that vessel, we have a fuel source that we can control that flavor as well. Um, and How therefore much do these we can- weigh? Um, they can, depending on the size, anywhere from 100 to four or 500 pounds. Yeah, they're beasts. They're, they're not a mobile tailgate type of grill. Um, they're, they're, they're a real pain in the ass to move. When I was younger, I probably would have gotten drunk and tried to pick one up. Yes. For the fuck <laughs> when of it. you were oh, younger. Dude. I still get tempted when I see itty-bitty smart cars to, Try like, to pick them up. <laughs> right. Go fucking tip guy. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. This is it. the point in your life at which you should, like, Take a step back and be like, all right, I have clicked over the 40 mark. Yeah. I could slip a disc right, by right, doing it. Reality will hit one to get be like, ah. Uh, knees, hernia. Yeah, yeah there you go. Up and you won't know Something. what happened. 
Uh, yeah, no, like, we are that age. Where welcome to the Shifting Podcast. Right. I'm Edrisil, <laughs> usually sitting here with Arthur Black, but he's laid up in the hospital with a hernia and a slip disc. <laughs> Elephant Titus of the nuts. From I'll say, from lifting cars. From wasn't lift- that a thing? Lifting cars doesn't that relieve sexual tension or something? Wasn't that from a movie or a oh, like go um, lift a car and you? Uh, I'm sure. I don't think I made it up. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure I got <laughs> with, with, with the uh, sound effect, it really helps out. That. Yeah. All right. So, um, That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, man, what happened with it? So, but this led to of, a book. Yeah, it led to a book. So because because we host so many grilling classes, I've had years and years and years of these recipes that we purposely make to share with people so that they can go home and. Do them. Right. Sure. Follow up. Yeah. I so mean, you got tired of actually like making money at your location, so you just put it out there in a book. <laughs> <laughs> so the so what happened was it's um, it's all kind of you know timing and opportunity really. So DK Publishing, Penguin Random House, the biggest publisher in the world, they're based in the UK, but they have a lot of different smaller sub publishing companies that focus on different types of books. Well, Alpha Publishing is focused on cookbooks. And they are based locally. And so they, they were like, yes, we, you know, they looked at the Kamado Grill market and they're like, we need to make a book for this. Who can we, who can we find to write a book for this? They're not limited to the state. I just happen sure. to be in their right next right. door. And they're like, wow, the only guy in the world that actually has proven recipes that have been tested. We want over a hundred of them. If you try to go, I mean, there's nobody, there's nobody that cooks on these in the fashion in which you're doing it to to teach people the extent how to, to which you, you know, can and with the intention of teaching. Exactly. There's there's lots of these now found in restaurants. Uh, lots of restaurants have them here or there, and they use them. But you you could never approach a restaurant and say, "Hey, can you give me a hundred recipes off of that grill?" They wouldn't. Right, they wouldn't yeah. know what the hell they're doing, quite honestly. And that's what led to the grill as well. Is most of the people who own these don't know what the hell they're doing. They buy them from hardware stores, or they buy them from people who don't know how to use them, and then. And then they take them home and they treat them just like their Weber grill or their metal grill. Or and they don't get used at all. Oh, they don't uh, get used you know, at all. I've, I've known people that have like, ah, they just lust after these things. They see them on television and yep. then they go buy one and they don't know what to do with it. And it just becomes a very expensive piece of furniture. It's like yeah. an elliptical machine. So, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, use the power of technology to make a little money. So I set up a Google alert years ago when Google alerts was like the new thing. Sure, yeah. For big green eggs for sale or Kamado grills for sale. It was big green eggs at the time. And uh, every once in a while, maybe once a couple months or something, you see a big green egg listed on Craigslist. Like, hey, I don't know what this is, or found it at a yard sale, blah, blah, blah. Now, every single day, I'll see four or five posts for eggs for sale, because so many people get them, and they just, it just sucks. So, hey, if you're listening so out there, and you want, if you want one of these, get the book, and yeah, check, get a Google alert. Can you still set up, you can still set yeah. up Google alerts, yeah. yeah. Get the first go- 30 pages will teach you how to use that grill. Yeah, I've been I've been flipping through it a little bit as as we've been chatting oh, here. You're probably surprised by some of the recipes. Well, not only that, but not like, barbecue. well, right. And so that's you you because that's a big assumption. You brushed past that when yeah. Arthur asked that question a little bit earlier. But like, yeah, you can like you've got you know braised meats in here. You've got things yeah, that are much yeah. cooler temperatures. You've got stuff that's smoked. You've got of, yeah. Uh, we got breads, cake. We got pizza. I like cake. Yeah, um, I like cake. If you were to think of a drawback to it like has anybody because of the really high temperature like blown themselves up or any shit like that or is there yeah, like some bad shit's happened I'm not really? gonna lie yeah well so the problem is is that when you're dealing with charcoal that's a solid fuel there's no 
shutoff to solid fuel. It burns until it runs out. Till it's exhausted. Till yeah. it's exhausted. So, and people don't understand that science. And so, what people will do is that okay, the grill starts to get too hot, and they go back to their first instincts of what do I do when my grill's too hot? Oh, well, I open the lid and let out all that hot air, and it'll cool down. Well, when you open the lid, now instead of feeding that fuel source by that little vent in the bottom of the grill, like I was talking about earlier, now you're feeding that fuel source from all that air coming in the top. So mm. this, the people open their lids and they walk away and they come back 15 minutes later and it's a bonfire because <laughs> right. all that fuel has just been given unlimited amounts of oxygen and it's now just this huge bonfire. That so, can be pretty dangerous, man. That can be dangerous. So you can't treat it like a traditional grill. And that's where people are, I mean, they come up with all sorts of crazy Get, you should see the aftermarket accessories for things to fix problems that are being created by you doing the wrong thing in the first place. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. Right? I was like, I mean, they, these grills seem to be pretty well, like, like designed that you wouldn't need a lot of aftermarket. You many, don't. Unless it's, you... Unless you have no idea. Right. Unless you're trying to wag the dog and, and make it do something it's not supposed to do. And then you need an electronic, you know, temperature controller. And then you need these weird deflectors and you need these things that raise your grid further from the fire because it's too hot and you it's like no how about you just you know most this is the funniest shit so people most common question they posted like hey i tried to cook pizza last night and i burned it what did i do wrong well you burned it that's what you did wrong <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about how about you don't cook it as long or cook it as hot those yeah. are your two options or you have it, science. It's science, and that's in is in, in in this. Not only so, that, but it's about 60, mere, 60 million year old science. Right, right. <laughs> so, and and people, it, they just try to make it so complicated because it's air and fuel. Hey, I can't get my I can't get my grill hot enough. Well, you either don't have enough fuel because not enough fuel will make it not hot enough, or the fuel you have isn't getting enough air. Those are your only two options. I had one guy who was like, I totally. I get it. I followed. I understand what you're saying. I'm an engineer, and I, I get this. I'm not an idiot, but I cannot get my grill above 400 degrees. And I said, do you have enough air? Do you have enough fuel? He's like, yes. I even have flame shooting out the top. And I was like, maybe your thermometer's broken. Oh. Maybe your thermometer. So I hope this isn't like an... An aerospace engineer. Watch out. Hey, you know, hey guys, throwing this out there. Perhaps the gauge is broken. Right. Seems like you got enough heat. I see flame. Well, that so, seems right. hot to me. You know, like how many millions of dollars did NASA spend to to create the space pen when the Russians just used a fucking pencil? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, so for some reason people want to make these grills more complicated than they really are. And I've just simplified it, made it real. It's what I've been, it's what we've done and created. And it's created this whole group of people who, I mean, even on grills. the front of the book, I mean, it tells you, I think this, I'm looking, I'm looking through and again, I've, I've got a, a, a background in visual journalism and this was laid out really well because a lot of times when you get like, and there are no shortage of like outdoor cooking books, but sure. there, is this the only Kamado grill book out there? It's, or is it, uh, it's not. It's, okay. There's, there's actually several out there. It's just but, the best. Well, and so <laughs> the funny thing is about that is, you know, of course, I, this is a giant company, so they researched every, every Kamado grill book out there, and they sent them all to me. And I, they're like, tell me, well, tell us what's good and what's bad about all these books. 
every single book had been written by somebody who doesn't know how to use the grill in the first place. Gotcha. And they're giving you all these tips and tricks on how to get it to work for you. Yeah, and the most popular book out there, the very first thing is, you know, how you control your temperature is you leave your bottom vent open all the way and then use the top vent to control that temperature. And most people bite on that. It's like, wait a second, hold on. The, the grill is meant to draw air in at the same rate it's drawn out. That's, that's a constant airflow, and that's what maintains a constant flame or a constant core of energy. You know, it's just like a gas valve. So you need to draw air in at the same pace you're drawing it out. So if you have your vent open on the bottom halfway, the top one needs to be open halfway. And then you need to, you know, if you want it a little colder, you close your top and bottom vent the same rate. Want a little hotter, you open your top and bottom vent the same rate. And it's just little things like that that once you do that, you're like, oh, my God, this thing's super easy to control. Because people mm. will, you should see the, the questions. Oh, I had it at 200. Then it got too hot. Then it got too cold. Then I moved the top vent. Then I moved the bottom vent. Then I don't remember which vent I moved. It's like, yeah, you guys just made that way too hard. And all of this is uh, on page 18 and 19 <laughs> of go. the book. But no, what I was going to point out was the front. Like, I think this this right here would be a selling point for me. Yeah. And I, I feel like we are on, like, a PBS, like, book review show yeah, now. I'm like, like, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the book very, here right now. And this is a very nice book. It's a great coffee table correctly. book. Yeah. All the, <laughs> well, you are a chef, so I am impressed that all the words <laughs> are spelled correctly. Uh, there's a lot of editing involved. involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But no, what, what I was going to say is across the top, it says grill, smoke, bake, roast. That's mm -hmm. the selling point that it would be for me because I'm yeah. like, I don't really, again, I don't, I'm not, a, uh, well, rarely at home, so I don't okay. cook out a lot. Um, right. But when I do think about cooking out, right, your, your brain immediately goes to either smoking or grilling, yep. and that, that's it. Yeah. So, like, right there at the very top of the book on the, on the front cover, it's like, no, 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 you can do more than that. I mean, you've got corn on here, you've got a pizza on the front, you've got a roasted yeah. chicken, some smoked brisket, it looks like. Yeah. You know, this is, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very cool. Get lots you. of pictures of yourself in here too, man. Thank you. Yeah. Did you did you, I, did you ask for those? I asked Can for you? as many pictures of myself as possible. <laughs> and they actually took it one step further, and um, it's we got a lot of really good positive early review. You know, they the whole process of putting a book out is crazy. They send it to people who who give it a rating before they even try to sell it to anybody, so that it has something to sell to people. Sure. Right. So so that first step went really well for us. So when they went to put out to sell to people, it went really well for us. So um, Costco and Walmart and all, it ended up going nationwide. And that was like, wow, cool. And they're like, but we want a video. It's like, oh, awesome. So I get to make a video. <laughs> so that was the most, because I'm not a... Is there something out there that people can watch? just came out today. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so mm -hmm. there's an actual video out there that promotes the book and like a professionally made video, not one of my weird... Right, which I was so scared about because video, you know, video is permanent. That shit's going to be around forever. It doesn't go away. Yeah, it's it like doesn't herpes. go. Yes, well, you, I think it's even worse than that because they may find a cure for herpes someday. <laughs> <laughs> and they're this never, will never, never go away. Never ever. finding there a cure is for no JJ. Cure for making that video go away, if it like suddenly a chicken starts squawking in the middle of it or blah, blah, it, who knows what happens. But I know I don't like to see myself on video, so I was really nervous. Uh, about nobody, that. man. I don't like <laughs> listening. To the uh, the the post edit you know post production versions of these yeah. podcasts, I just have to do it to make sure we don't have to edit, edit anything, right. edit <laughs> Arthur out of it for anything. Which has happened a few times. So where where can people find that video? Is it on uh, the website for the uh, book, or videos, is it like uh, video right now is shared on social media, uh, probably DK Publishing and our Facebook page and 
Uh, yeah, Chef JJ's backyard, Chef JJ's downtown. Probably be on Instagram, Chef JJ's. There you go. So, so it's, it's pretty easy. I'm sure yeah, you're doing the video. Yeah. You're so the only fancy Chef JJ's. I mean, you know, two successful, profitable <laughs> companies and a book. Yeah. And a video. So this, but this book is brand new too, right? So book, you don't even know what so, this is going to happen. So the book was just released yesterday, uh, two days ago. The book was just released two days ago nationally. So we spent all last year kind Great of. Great timing. Yeah, it was perfect timing. Um, you totally meant to do that. Yeah, no, no, this is totally planned. We we wanted to have you on a year ago, but we were like, let's wait, wait until, until you finish book. a book. Yeah, wait until you finish the book. <laughs> well, a year ago was probably a book. Right, right. <laughs> a book. Shit. As if we could plan that far ahead. Right. You're not fancy enough for us. <laughs> we need to wait till you've got a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we yeah, plan man. that far ahead, right? We're usually like, uh, quick, is there anybody around today? Because, like, I've got an hour. Do you have an hour? Yeah. JJ Boston, oh, Google. <laughs> right. need to find some shit out about this dude. Yeah, we probably don't want to get too far into the dark web of JJL. Who knows? That should be pretty easy. Except was, for that uh, video that's never going away. Oh, my God, dude. There's, so there it, is one out there that's it, bad. What temperature do human bones I'm get? just saying, there's one yeah. out there that's bad. I don't actually know that answer, but you can get that egg grill, you know, whichever come out. You can get those motherfuckers, like, 1,200 degrees. So we could probably cremate people. I mean, I'm not if encouraging. If, I, I have no idea what happens to the human bone at 1,200 degrees. I know you can make jewelry for sure. Don't question a pig farmer. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be suspicious <laughs> of a pig farmer. Don't trust him with a pig uh, farm that, or uh, with, a, with a green snatch. egg. Yeah. Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. You know, Gunthorpe has green eggs. He's an <laughs> egghead. Who? Gunther Farms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunther Farms. Is, yeah. Um, uh, for, yeah, outside of the Midwest, there's probably a lot of people that are unfamiliar with Gunther Farms, but if you've been to any decent place whatsoever in Indianapolis, Chicago, yeah. uh, Michigan, Ohio, yeah. like Greg Gunthorpe is, is raising some of the most amazing animals in an ethical way as well. Yeah. Um, and if you've been to a Michelin star restaurant in Chicago, chances are they've yeah. had Gunthorpe Farms uh, products on their menu. Yeah, Rick Bayless is his uh, number one client. He does all of Bayless's restaurants. Oh, really? So, all of yeah. them? Yeah. And I've had some amazing meals up there, man. Frontera yeah. Grill just kills it. Yeah. I've done Topo yeah, Bampo, Frontera, food. Shoko. Um, Shoko's yeah. always good, nice for the uh, the early morning, man, because they do like the, the bean to cup, like chocolate. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. You're right about that. He's got a show, right, on PBS still? Is that still going? Everyday Mexican? Um, That's a good question. I'm not that was a lie. great show. It's been a minute since I've seen PBS, but yeah, I... Felt like I grew up watching that. Yeah. I don't know how much older he is than me, but he hasn't aged though. He looks exactly right. he still the like same. 40? Yeah, I think he is. We all got older, and he's just like, nah. I yeah. got the immortality. I've yeah. been spending enough time in Mexico. Yeah. You know, you know, it's agave. Is, agave right? is probably done That's the what job. It is. Yeah. yeah. You know, his brother is right. No. Skip Bayless on ESPN. That like party really? interruption. The real. The real. That's his. Re that's, that's actually his brother. His brother? Yeah, yeah. You all know right. the outspoken guy who says totally outrageous. Yeah, shit yeah, about yeah. Just to get it, yeah. That's funny because, like, Rick's always, like, super low-key right? and, like, the intellectual about, you yeah. know, regional Mexican cuisine. And so, uh, yeah, that's, man, again, these Kamado grills sound like the exact one thing that family. you need to do to, like, kick out, do <laughs> the big badass. Well, before you arrived here today, I was talking with um, one of my chefs. So uh, at one of my restaurants, we, or do, we always do a summer barbecue menu. Yep. Um, and we highlight that for pretty much until the fall. We, we roll it in late June and then roll it up until uh, when it starts to get chilly out a little bit. And then our sous chef at Rook, uh, Esteban, uh, he's like, yeah, man, why don't we just do like a little 
a, a collaborative dinner like a week before that actually rolls out. And, like, nice. And now I'm feeling like we need to get some like big green eggs over there <laughs> and like grills over there and that'd be fantastic, yeah. man. Are there recipes? I mean, does that book have utility like outside of egg ownership? Like, can you? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not using an egg. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these recipes. Uh, so really the things that you're going to lose from the recipes are that, um, that open flame, that open flame flavor. flavor. So, you know, we're going to make a sauce or we're going to make, um, uh, beans or we're going to make something in a Dutch oven in the egg or in a skillet in the, in the grill. And, and that, and at the same time it cooks, it's going to cook just like it's cooking on a stovetop but it's also going to get the flavor of the okay. fuel it's being cooked with. So you can execute so these recipes on your stovetop. Literally you just oven. opened to this page Cheese randomly. Cheese risotto, yeah. Risotto. It's risotto, yeah. yeah. I, that would be the, one of the last things I would think yeah, of. So we do an you awesome cook risotto <laughs> that's, on Okay, there we go, and man. And that's because I can control that egg just like just like you were controlling a gas burner. Yeah, but you can control like, it. watch over risotto like a hawk and just slowly add in uh, your broth. Yeah, it's or always too tight, you, too, man. Yeah. I so imagine you run that at... You know, 212 degrees, 215 degrees. You got a nice slow heat. Put that right on a, a ceramic plate, so that plate just acts like a hot plate, just like a restaurant style well, hot plate. It's, it's the eggs, you're gonna keep leave it open. You're not gonna. No, no, close we'll it. leave that lid closed, so it'll cook nice and and then, you know, we'll stir that every five minutes or so, just kind of depending on how much we're making. But we'll open the lid, we'll give it a stir, we'll close the lid, and we'll leave it alone. Wow. Yeah. Something so ambitious as paella. Oh, all day long. Oh yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very, very, like, cult. If you go on the forums and shit, everyone's trying to do the most fancy paella. Oh, yeah. and, they're, and they're posting these pictures with, you know, all the shrimp organized around the outs. You can really tell the difference between, like, people who are at home, who are passionate about cooking, and people who make money doing it. Because the paella pans all will have the shrimp with the tails up uh, all right, the way around right, the right. outside. And you're like, no, that's not real. You got 10 fucking minute ticket time. Okay? <laughs> Take the tails fucking off and get it stirred into the paella. That's Give it funny. a good garnish. Where, where are these forums? You said they're on Facebook. Facebook is a popular one. So, um, are there any particular names? I mean, of uh, course there are. Big but... Green Egg Barbecuers is okay. a real popular one. There's 58,000 people on that forum. I think it's a good resource for people. Like, not only like I have a feeling that once people get these, well, a the Kamado Grill or yeah. a Big Green Egg, and yeah. then your book, and they get, I could see this becoming an addiction very quickly. Oh, yeah. To kind of like. Let's see what else we can do. So, Risotto would I'm be sure the last like, thing that I would have yeah. occurred to me. So the next, <laughs> the next book, which will happen sooner than later, is going to be a like healthy recipes version because Man. when people get the well, <laughs> so here's what happens: people get the you know we get the grill and then we start cooking shit tons of brisket and pulled right. pork and just really fatty stuff because that's awesome to cook, you know, stuff that's fatty and then have all that fat melt and then you eat it and bazillion calories and now you're fat and so. They're hitting it hard, but they're like, man, I'm gaining too much weight. We need, I need some healthy recipes. So there's a huge demand. There's probably 40 comments a day in that form about, you know, is there any good, you know, healthy recipe, healthy recipe? I'm getting too fat. I'm getting too fat. How can I know what you say? You say no. Yeah. Just oh, do, yeah. just go on the keto diet and get yourself an egg and eat meat only. Yeah, meat only. Your cholesterol might go up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Most people use way too much oil on their food anyway and all that shit. So it's and not old, enough salt. And not enough salt. Oh my gosh. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the, it's the old uh, like adage in the restaurant community, right? When in doubt, cook it less and salt it more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big proponent of tasting your food first. I don't know how many times you know you you've been certain you're like, man, I guarantee you nobody tasted that before they gave it to me. Right? Yeah. Come on. Right. Come yeah. on. 
somebody like the little taster spoons, <clears throat> you can get like a million of those in a box or like. 30 bucks. Yeah. They're super easy. Keep I think that the, the, the general public's getting a little bit more educated about that, though, because of yeah. shows like Top Chef and Master Chef and stuff, because every time somebody gets destroyed, yeah. uh, you know, on like one of those competition shows, it's like, did you bother tasting this first? Like, yeah. well, it was pressed for time, and like, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Hmm. You should taste this so at least you can try to do something to fix that before you're ready to turn it in. Yeah, yeah I always try and wait till after I've I've taken bites of food when I'm at restaurants before I add any salt or, or pepper or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Which is you want to taste when, there? Yeah, when yeah. you get oh, there, you like put your food down and immediately hovers over you with the pepper grinder or pepper. Like I don't know yet. Right. I'll let uh, you know. I just that drives me crazy, and I, I'm it's not just me. I know it's every every, the, every back of house guy in the country, but like you drop off a plate of food, they're like, yeah, can I get a salt and pepper shaker? And like, oh my God, we have like literally trained for decades yeah. to be able to perfectly season your food. Yeah. You're just like, throw that right leave, out the window. Right. We didn't forget to leave the salt and pepper shaker at your table. Like we didn't forget that part. We meant to not have that at your table. Well, I think the biggest issue is that there's this perception that's held over from the 80s. And I know we're going totally off track no, here. No. But it's, it's held over from world. the 80s where like, you know, everybody blamed all the like uh, heart disease and such on high sodium intake. And so like my mother is a very good example. And and, um, and I've said before on the show, like, she's, mm-hmm. she's a good cook. She's not an amazing cook. And, but she's very proud of the fact that she doesn't use salt in her cooking. She's like, oh, no, I don't like salt. I don't like salty food. Yeah. And I always keep trying to tell them, like, you don't use salt to make food salty. You use salt to make food taste like itself. Right. Like, if you've ever eaten a piece of meat that had nothing done to it and you grill that up, it just tastes like chewy meat. Yeah. There's... Like, it doesn't taste like a steak. You yeah. have to get something on there to make it taste like itself because there are chemical processes which we're not going to yeah. get into. Science. Right, exactly. And yeah. so, like, you know, to be able to draw that out. And, yeah. and so it's just this constant a battle. I'm always trying to kind of bring my mom over and teach her, like, look, yeah. see how different the I, taste? I still have to grill my mom's steaks well done. Uh, yeah, it's well. Brutal. No. That's the, rough. Um, the premature salters, uh, I think, might be as bad as the... Um, you ever go to places where they put down your steak and they insist that you cut into it to make sure... Oh, yeah. That Can the you make sure that's the right, right temperature? I'm yeah. like, no, I'm letting the shit rest for a little bit. I'm yeah. a little bit of wine. Get off my shit. And they're like, they're like it's policy. I'm like... Uh, really? I've never been oh, really? told it's policy, no. Uh, it's just, oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, well, I don't know. And you know what they're... Well, always, so, so this is the trick on that. This is why they're doing that. And, you know, this is my... This is the old school restaurant life bullshit. But, you know, you order your steak medium, server rings it in medium, it pops up on the line medium. Well, that broiler cook is fucking trained to cook it medium. So he cooks it medium. He's pretty good broiler cook. So let's let's say he went just a little bit under because he kind of knows what's going on. Puts it on the fucking hot plate because it should be a hot plate. Puts it under the heat lamp. Then you're adding your sides. You're waiting for the other two dishes. Then, then the you pl- got to wait the, on the server. Then right. the table finally comes together. And it gets better. Then you go, you deliver the food. And the first thing we do isn't, we don't want to cut into the steak. We start going for the mashed potatoes or something else. So that fucking steak is sitting there for how long? Resting, continuing to cook. And then you finally decide to cut into it and the motherfucker's overcooked. And it's like, yeah, that cook. If you want it medium, that cook should be putting that out like barely medium rare. Right, Because right, by the time right. it gets to you, it's just going to keep cooking, cooking sure. and cooking and cooking. Well, and that's why on. they're like, cut into it right now because we know it's going to keep <laughs> right. cooking. And we want you to tell us right now it's the right time. So that motherfucker is overcooked. Yep. <laughs> and, then you, and then you cut into it and you're like, perfect. And then you go to do your other bullshit and you go back to it and you're like, oh, man, all the juice is on the table and it's all bled out and gray now. That's a shitty steak. 
<laughs> and you leave a shitty Yelp review. And... Well, like, oh, bringing Yelp into it. <laughs> yeah, Yelp's not a thing anymore. No, no, they're not a viable, they're not a real thing, really. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. Um, just because I get my feelings hurt. Right. You know, I'm right. a sensitive, I'm a sensitive individual. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Care. Um, I mean, we are in hospitality. <laughs> where can people find this book? I, uh, that's crazy, man. You can find this book anywhere books are sold. A- anywhere, right? Anywhere. So, you can go to Amazon. You can go to Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club. It's really pretty badass. That it is kind of came together with your connection. Yeah. Someone wanting to put together a book yeah. specifically like in the world that you do yeah. with immediate like route to market and everything else. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's very rare. You're not yeah, out I mean, doing fucking book signings trying I mean, to do sell think, it. I mean, you know how many? hundred? We have 108 recipes in there. I mean, 108 recipes is a full restaurant menu. That's a lot of fucking recipes. And that's a bit like, like old like the old school, even the chain restaurants that try to offer these big giant. It's a I cheesecake mean, a, factory menu. That's, that's a, definitely I mean, that's a cheesecake. A, that's factory. a lot of that's a lot of recipes. It's a lot of recipes. So and you, you know, it took pictures years, of you. It took years of even, I, there's no way I would have tried to tackle this if I'm like, man, I gotta convert all my regular recipes right, to right. no way. Just, so there's nobody there's really nobody in the world who had. So that. did you? I mean, just on that note, are you the kind of organi- like organized person who does have like all their recipes on file? Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. we run a really, really because our our platform is still personal chef based. So every menu we do for every event we do is a custom menu. We do over 240 menus a year in our business. And this is, um, even though you have the two stores, the two units, this is a mobile thing. Like, people could hire you to come do a Green Egg Party now, or uh, you kind I mean, of walked away from that? Yeah, we, we did used to have, we just sold it earlier this year. We had a mobile big trailer and all that. And it was really, before I had the second location, it was helpful to be able to get to bigger parties and all that. I remember seeing it around town. Yeah, and it was really useful, and it worked great for before we had downtown. But once we got downtown, I didn't, and, and mobile is such a, I mean, you know, mobile man. You got to pack another, up. Yeah, it's a nightmare, and it's not not fun. So I don't. I choose not to do it if I don't have to. But as you know, there's a handful of clients. I am right. <laughs> Clientele. Uh, maybe there's some exceptions. There's uh, always some exceptions, and oh, we, yeah, so we love them very much. People can. Yeah, says you. So, um, <laughs> so you can buy the eggs. Uh, at your place. Yeah. Um, what else do you sell at your locations? Uh, we sell everything that kind of goes along with that backyard lifestyle. So accessories for the grill, different rubs and spices, um, and then different uh, specific things for inside of the grill, whether it's different pizza stones or heat deflectors or charcoal or whatever whatever that kind of involves. So if you're local to Indianapolis, definitely swing by and check it out there then, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the downtown the, location and Broad Ripple Yeah, location. downtown and Broad Ripple, check out the, the egg itself. Um, pretty soon we'll go online with all the accessories and all that, and you can buy all of that stuff through our website as well. Once we, Which is chefjjs.com? Yeah, chefjjs.com. And, uh, now, and the book, if you're going on Amazon, um, for those that don't know how to spell Kamado, so the book is called Go Kamados, which is K-A-M... A-D-O yeah. um, by Chef J.J. Boston. I like how you put chef there on the, on yeah, the, uh, like on the byline or whatever they call it, the they author. Wanted, they wanted to look real professional. They wanted it to look fancy. Yeah. Oh, you're looking pretty. Oh, look, you even have like you're real you fancy. Holding some tongs on the back uh, here. Right? To, looking like a pro. Action awesome. photo. Yeah. Well, there's no knife or anything. It's like tongs. So, <laughs> you know, anytime they want to take a picture or a video, I, you know, I can't do it without drinking. So that was like three beers in because I just wasn't 
you know, I wasn't relaxed enough or whatever, so. I don't think you're the only one, yeah, especially not in this business. Beer is fun. That beer is fun. I, I've yet to meet anybody that's like serious about like outdoor cooking mm -hmm. that doesn't obsessively just drink beer the whole time they're doing it. Yeah, you're and right. Bourbon's it's, a little bit like that. That's in there as well, but you can't be drinking no, bottles a, of bourbon yeah, all day long. Is, <laughs> I, I, I mean, feel like bourbon not is everyone for the can. slightly more refined backyard griller who has put something on his grill and then he's just kind of hanging out doing his thing. I think beer for the ones who are a little more active and they're constantly either putting stuff on or taking it off and right. maybe chasing a kid around the yard in between that <laughs> right, kind of a thing. Yeah. Bourbon drinkers are no point chasing children around the yard. Their children are much too old and Here that or they've given the bourbon to the kids the, too right, and right. just they're laid them out. And the kids are hanging out. Which we don't condone officially. Yeah, children are <laughs> children. What's the character's name? Oh, never mind. It's rum and coke. I was thinking of the, the character on... Um, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. I was always got yeah, rum, uh, yeah. rum and coke in his hand, chasing around people around the trailer park. It's a great That's fucking awesome. show. Well, man, this has been awesome. Um, I, I honestly, I feel like going outdoors and cooking now, but I probably won't see the uh, the outdoors <laughs> other than going from my like restaurant to the car and then yeah. from the car to the restaurant for for months. But it's a good thing ying. you've been building a big new house. I know. I put that big massive that. fucking outdoor cooking area that I may never we'll actually, never actually nice. fucking use. Well, is, I mean, it, is, this, is this a new location than where you currently live? Yeah, yeah. yeah? It's a okay. new house. I, I've right. lived in the same house for the last decade and a half. Yeah. And so, like, I don't have a proper kitchen. And yeah. that sucks. I'm like, I'm, you know, 42 years old. I've been in the business since I was like 16. And yeah. I've never had, I've never even had uh, a, a gas range yeah. in my home. Like, I've had That's to awesome. have deal yeah. with these electric ranges all the time, mm -hmm. so, like, I spoiled myself with some of the, the cookware. Yeah. It had to make, you know, cuts in other places, like, okay, maybe we don't have air conditioning, but I, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's fine. I'm it's in the wine Indiana. cellar. We're it's going European cold. style. Yeah. Um, there is a wine cellar, yeah. I made sure I had that as oh, well. Yeah. But, um, so with all these, uh, this beer drinking that goes out with this outdoor cooking, um, I hope that you've got, uh, that you can help us out a little bit with uh, hangover cures. Oh, gosh. Or do you uh, not even have any more? I don't even more, try. More beer. Yeah, so my wife <laughs> is the professional drinker in the family, and her go-to is she will just drink the same amount of water as beer. And... Like, I can't do like that. in sequence? So it's like she has a beer, she has water, she has a beer, she has water? Um, no. Okay. She'll just do the math at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll drink 10 beers in the morning, right. drink 10 glasses of water. Yeah, something like that. Chugging gallons yeah, and gallons. Has, you know, and then, of course, just like all of us who hit craft beer hard early and, you know, the evil secret that at no point, I don't know when it's going to come up or not, but, you know, craft beer is like 800 calories a pint. Or, you know, <laughs> right. it's not healthy beer for you. It's not light beer, especially IPAs, and she loves IPAs. So she just had to wean herself off, and her solution was to go to a Yingling Light 12-ounce can. Well, now she drinks like eight of those instead of two... Sure. Three pints of IPA. And I was like, honey, I don't think your math's working out She could here. just switch to bourbon. Um. <laughs> I don't. So it's funny, you know, because we get that. We have a two-way license only, and that's uh, it's not uncommon, but it's. So just beer and wine. Just beer and wine. But we get that, you know, you hear any liquor. And my, my response to that all the time is, you know, liquor just makes people crazy or stupid or, like, I have to worry about people. It Every certainly time makes I'm me both. Liquor, 
every time I'm on liquor, I do I make bad decisions, which is fine if I know I'm going to be on liquor. As opposed to the rest of society that makes incredibly uh, awesome intelligent decision. decisions. So I found through uh, just numbers, beer and wine tends to keep people a little bit more in the rails right. and better well, longevity. You don't really do like shots of wine. You know, you don't like... No. The only thing we do is like flippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that with wine and beer. Okay. All right. So it's kind of the same, but not really. So um, <laughs> well, when we were on the party bus, one of the, one of the kids in the school took, um, took along a Nintendo 64 to hook up on the, uh, the bus. So on the way home, everyone was playing like Mario Kart or whatever. And I learned that there's a drinking game where you have to finish your beer by the time you finish the race. So just setting up for um, good drinking habits there. Nice. Any young kids out there playing Nintendo 64 still? Well, we're a few days away from Memorial Day, so hopefully that we've given enough time for some of our listeners to grab the book off of Amazon or off ChefJJ's.com to, like, check it out. You know, I, I, that's oh, yeah. why I really wanted to, like, kind of get you on for this week because this is official start of grilling season, particularly, particularly yeah. in the Midwest, because we are, we started summer, what, about three weeks ago. <laughs> so anybody in the Midwest knows exactly what I'm talking about. We had one day of spring where yeah. it was, like, 70 degrees and beautiful, and the following day... Everybody made the fatal error. I literally, I got in my car at that, day, that following day, and uh, I turned it on. And it has the, you know, the temperature gauge, and yeah. it said um, 89 degrees. And I said, well, that's not what possible. It right. was like 68 degrees yesterday. It was a beautiful spring day. Yep. And I said, "There's great. Now I'm going to have to take my car to the shop. I'm going to have to have all these gauges, you know, recalibrated or whatnot. And I pulled out of the garage and rolled the window down, and I was like, Jesus. Yep. yep. This is hot, this and is, it never cooled down. This is the first time in history I've seen an, an entire society kind of crumble at once, and it, it happened on two very specific days in late February when the temperature was in the high 60s, and everyone was like, fucking great, winter's over. Yes, <laughs> winter is over. I don't know at what point any of us thought winter was over at the end of February, but we did. The whole city thought winter was over. And then we got 13 inches of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone yeah, was pissed for another two months. It's been a weird <laughs> for, like, all the different Indiana wineries, I'm sure, that have had issues in the vineyards yeah. with, you know, budding and well, yeah. the vines trying to figure out what the fuck's with going all on the, climatically. Yeah, we do. We're, we're huge into urban farming and all that. And this has been the worst spring in, ever since we've been into it. And from our friends at, like, South Circle uh, farms all that they're like worst spring in since we can remember actually Horrible spring. yeah we were just talking to them not uh, a couple days ago and they mm -hmm. were talking about, but they're, they're on an upswing now like yeah, they, oh, yeah. they've had a very good uh a good start to the season and yep. the uh the the farmer's market i guess has, has been just hitting hardcore i think everyone's yeah. excited to finally get their fun produce yeah. yeah so all those consumers out there they're waiting for the 2018 release of chardonnay from indiana <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, right. Might want to uh, be weary of inner specifics. I'm I waiting for my, uh, <laughs> what, what's that, Chambersen? Is Chambersen, that what it is? Chambersen. Michel Foch. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll all be fine. There's a, yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> uh, just, add, just add, you know, 100 grams of sugar. It'll, it'll, it'll hide all those uh, flaws in your foxy grapes. Um, <laughs> 
Anyhow, hey, JJ, I'm glad you stopped by. I know you've had man. a crazy busy week. I'm, I, Thank you. I know I had to, like, nudge you into, like, carving out an hour for us. But, I, I appreciate it, man. No, uh, this has been a lot of fun, and I'm definitely going to get one of these books, and I'm going to have to try to get one for my dad. And like, well, Father's Day's around the corner, so. Father's Day's around the corner. Yeah. Well, yeah. Buy him right, right in time for Father's Day. He can go buy his own damn grill. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, book, that will get in the book. Yeah, that'll push him right in. This is very exciting, man. It, it's, it's, I'm really happy for all the Thank things you. you got going on. Thank that's, you. That's, that's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's all kind of surreal right now but we'll it. if you want to collaborate and do a uh, grill and pairing book or something let me know yeah oh, that'd be super cool yeah, yeah that be would be beer wine spirits yeah. all right mezcal well um for those of you out there that want to find us online you can find us at shiftdrinkpodcast.com uh we're also on itunes google all those fun things um and we always appreciate if you leave some ratings it supposedly helps in some way, shape, or form, but I'm not really sure how. Like, we leave all that to the production team. But, um, yeah. Uh, guys, this was awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Until next time. Thank See you. you guys.